Some big issues uh, that need to be dealt with for farming in Washington State. And, I mean, things we talk about a lot on this show. Like, what's going on with fuel and the fuel tax in this? I know some people say, well, it's not a tax. Well, the upshot is it's more money that farmers are paying for fuel than they were supposed to pay and aren't supposed to pay by law because of the Climate Commitment Act and this Uh, extra costs. So we've talked about that. We've talked about water issues here on the program. We've talked about labor. Well, uh, Republicans in the Washington State Senate made an announcement this past week talking about a bunch of these issues. They have a new set of priorities, um, an agriculture agenda, if you will, for the upcoming legislative session, which gets underway. And I mean, just a couple of months or less already. It's it's coming up quick. When Olympia gets back to work, and you know my my typical line, I always get nervous anytime Olympia is uh, in session, open for business, because I <laughs> I get nervous about you know are they just going to make more rules and regulations that may or may not actually fit the world that they're supposed to be regulating and making things more complicated. Um, in, in, in fact, dealing with onerous regulation is one of the other uh, issues that came up that Republicans were talking about. One of these Republicans who's been talking about this is a farmer himself. We talked with him before here on the program, and he joins us on the phone right now. Uh, Representative Ron Mazal from down there, uh, Island County. Welcome to the program. And talk about this Cultivate Washington agriculture agenda, as it's being called from you uh, Republicans there in the state. Senate. Well, good morning, Dylan. Yeah, this is a this is a program that we put together, and it's a communication outreach. Um, we've basically got six six bullet points here, but these are all consequential when it comes to agriculture. And this is coming from the Senate Republicans. I'm ranking member on the Ag and Natural Resources Committee, and we decided that we have got to bring these up. Some of these will be uh, will be legislation. Some will be provisos. But these are the important things facing agriculture right now, and we need to talk about it. Okay, so in your estimation, I know you've got several things, and I don't know if they're you know listed in any particular order. But what do you see as is the top priority or two of of the the items on this list that you guys want to work on? So ag overtime, we need a we need a a, a seasonal uh, ag overtime. In other words, when the crops need to be picked, we shouldn't be paying the overtime wage because most of these individuals are making way over that and this is what they rely on to be able to make their their yearly income is this seasonality so that's one of the issues second one of course you mentioned and that's these this tax and i agree with you it's a tax because it's being put on the fuel um that we weren't supposed to pay in agriculture timber and maritime that department of ecology never got taken care of we need to take care of that um We've got an exodus of people out of agriculture because, as you mentioned, all of these regulations are so onerous. Well, we need to work to try to, to allow uh, small and mid-sized farms, which are the, the highest number that are leaving, more profitable. We need to, we need to address that. Water, 
we continue to make this more uh, problematic all the time. And there are ways around this while still preserving salmon and wildlife and seeing that municipalities have water and agriculture. And we have to make, make that easier. Uh, the wolf problem, we need to address that. But all predators and all wildlife that's destroying agricultural crops and then the last of which, and it kind of folds everything in here, that's education. I mean, we we know FFA and 4-H and that kind of stuff. We need a program that educates population. The 98% that are not involved in agriculture, we've got to get them educated as to how all of these are impacting them. And that's part of this communication plan. Okay, so this is a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff that sounds pretty good to me. I mean, these are things that we talk about on this program every week. These are, are the big issues facing farming in Washington State. By the way, this is the Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop. We're talking with State Senator Ron Mazal right now, 10th District State Senator, a Republican, and part of the group that uh, announced this uh, agriculture agenda that Republicans in the State Senate have for the upcoming legislative session. They're calling it Cultivate Washington. Now, Senator Mazal, I guess, let's talk politics for a minute. What, what is the realistic future of these political goals, considering that Republicans are not in, in the majority in the state Senate, in the state House, or in the, in the governor's office? Well, I'll tell you what, Dylan, uh, it's interesting as I get around the state and I've met with all sorts of different uh, product commissions this summer, agriculture is in a tough place. But when I get out talk to the normal citizens out there, they're unaware of that. They hear what the news media uh, spreads, but that isn't truthful. You and I both know that. Cow burps are not destroying the planet. Uh, the, we need to educate them. And when I do educate them, when I talk to them on a one-on-one -on -one level, when I talk about how tough this summer has been with all the increase in costs and weather and everything else, and I tell them that family farms are ceasing to exist, when I quote what Whatcom County's dairy industry has done for 40 years, yeah. um, we are, uh, they, they listen, they're concerned, they want to hear about it. And that's what this communication program is going to do. It's going to tell the truth to the consumer who hasn't been hearing it. Yeah, and, and sadly, we're getting to that crisis point. It's something that has been warned about for years, that these policies are going to be forcing farming out of Washington State. And, and we're finally to the point where it's bad enough that the numbers are really starting to show that. As numbers of farms dwindle, the amount of food that we import, um, and a lot of it from foreign countries even that don't have any of these or, or very few of these regulations, largely um this is actually happening here in washington state we're at that crisis point people need to recognize it wasn't bluster in the first place it's not bluster now it's not hyperbole this is reality and the current landscape politically um and in terms of you know the, the regulatory landscape i guess if you will um is squelching the farming community and food production local food production which at the same time the general public that isn't aware of you know just how much this is affecting farming is increasing in their desire and, and their recognition of the importance of local food so 
I don't know. We have an opportunity here to turn this around, even though we're we're reaching this crisis point. I believe that we do. I believe that uh, even uh, the majority party cares. I believe that when we explain to them how difficult it is and how each of these things is just another straw, eventually it will break the camel's back. And we're not just talking big corporate agriculture, which they seem to hate and they don't understand the vast majority are family corporations. We're talking about agriculture as a whole. And like I said, I've been, we've been to five different commission meetings uh, throughout the state, you know, fruit, uh, soft fruit, um, dairy, uh, grains, everybody is talking the same thing. And that is, boy, we don't know how much longer we're going to hang on. We don't know, you know, our, our minimum wage is twice of Idaho's. So depending on which side of the border you're on, that could, that could spell the difference in your prof ability to make a profit. Yep. Uh, so let's, let's have a conversation about the economics and the future of agriculture in the state of Washington. And it isn't just hyperbole. I can show you the numbers. So that's what we got to communicate, and that's what we are going to be working on. Again, State Senator Ron Mazal, our guest right now on The Farming Show here on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop. He represents the 10th District, which is Island County, as well as a, a little uh, part of Skagen and a part of Snohomish County. Um, Senator Mazal, what, what do you guys get started with in, in January? What starts to happen? You know, when we talk about these and we say, yes, we, we agree these are priorities, these are important. In fact, this, you know, what you're talking about, as you're saying, has broad interest even across the, across the aisle. But how, how do you start making these things happen, these changes that we need for survival in the farming community? How do you get it going? So we are the first uh, couple days of December. We are already in the committee days. We are already having committee meetings. Some of these will be on the docket for those early committee meetings. We are getting the legislation prepped and ready to go. We got a short session, but we will have these filed prior to that session, and we will be looking for support across the aisle. But we will also be doing every chance we have doing pressers like this one, letting people know what we're doing and what the priorities are. Public outreach. It's an important, yes. it's an important part of this. Uh, and it's something really, you know, I've been preaching this for some time. It's, it's something that the farming community in the past wasn't so great with. Oh, you're exactly right. Why do we farm? Because that's what we want to do. We don't want to <laughs> be marketers. We yeah. don't want to be, we don't want to be uh, press people, but we're we're now required to because we've got to tell our story to the 98% that are not involved in the industry and who get their information from social media and news media, which don't tell the truth. Yeah. Well, I, you know this personally, too, because of, you know, how you were raised, what you do as a business. Talk about that for, for what folks or for folks that, that don't know what you're up to, uh, Senator Mazal. Uh, talk about uh, your farm and, and, and what that all involves. So I'm the fourth generation on the farm. We've typically been in livestock production. We've done some cropping, but... Uh, I'm the fourth generation on the farm. I've got two daughters who are back on the farm and are vested in it, and their kids are growing up on the farm. And we direct market everything we grow. So we're marketing beef, pork, lamb, and poultry products through our store, through other grocery stores, uh, and up and down the I-5 corridor. So we're marketing, and so we do talk to our customers, and
and and they do appreciate us. But when we were in the dairy business, you know, Dairy Gold picked up the milk, it turned up in the store. There wasn't that connection. Yeah, we've made that change to vertical integration. But the vast majority of agriculture still produces commodities, but they're still family operations. Ninety nine percent of them. And do you think? I mean, a lot of people would say, "Well, everybody needs to do what you guys are doing." I don't see that as a, a possibility. We need those other operations that aren't doing what you exactly. folks are doing. Exactly. I mean, we are, we're a microcosm of it. The reality is we still need commodities because we still need, we still need the exports. We need the commodities that are going in to make up all the other foodstuffs. It works for us. And because we are where we are, we don't have that. But ability to raise commodities we need all of agriculture and, and yeah. don't get me wrong on that but we need to support all of agriculture yeah. not pick and choose and heap on like we have done in the past well and interestingly uh, this regulatory landscape that we're talking about that is onerous that's one word that's been used it almost feels like it penalizes the farming community and even the you know some of the talk that you'll hear behind some of the regulations that have been added in the last 10 years you hear the talk of the folks that propose these things that go to pass these things that support it, it, it you almost from some of those folks at least the more radical folks almost hear a, a, a tone of wanting to to penalize or restrict or you know i think born out of a false assumption of what farming is all about and i think a lot of that is at least in those folks' minds, errantly focused on the big farms, right? And, and correct me oh. if I'm wrong, Senator Mazal, but what I see happening is a lot of these regs causing that much uh, problem, or more problems for the small guys that people say they like, like yourself, as the big guys that apparently some of the more radical folks involved in, in rulemaking, whether at the agency level or at the legislative level, you know, are trying to get the, the big, uh, the big evil corporate guys, which, you know, I would uh, challenge that assumption as well, but just saying that that's their, uh, their thinking, that's not necessarily who they're getting quote unquote with their rules at all. No, that's exactly right. There is so much misinformation and that's what we want to try to correct. There are corporations in agriculture, but the vast majority of them are family corporations that aid in that transition. There, there are, there, there've been mistakes made in agriculture, but the vast majority of us we care about the land because we're looking for the next generation to take over that land and we don't want to ruin it. We care about our employees. All of these things are important. And I think that that's the frustration is they lump all of us in, oh, we're going to go after them. What they don't realize is, is that they're, they're hitting all of us the same. I mean, this labor this labor situation we're in is 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 affecting everyone. And uh, you mentioned that as your top. Sorry to, to cut you off. Uh, this labor no. situation. I mean, one of the things that has been debated, which boggles my mind that it's up for debate at all, is whether there's a labor shortage or not. I mean, there are activists who are rather plugged in in Olympia who continue to feed some of our bureaucrats the the idea that there is no labor shortage in agriculture. What? What would you say to that, and what are you experiencing? What are you hearing from others? Oh, it, it is the same everywhere. We are, you know, 
you look at our unemployment rate in the state of Washington, it's, it's close to the lowest ever. And when you have that, the reality, no matter how much you pay, that most people will go someplace else where it isn't so much work. There, It's work on a farm. Yeah. Um, and our employees, some of them have been with us for a long time. But finding seasonal, finding other, it's a, it's a real challenge. And when they come to you, um, you know, we're trying to compete with other businesses that are offering, you know, benefit packages in retirement and that kind of a thing. The type of labor we need doesn't justify that investment. But we're quickly approaching the point where we've got to be thinking about that. And we're price takers. We're not price makers. Yeah, so you can't and pass so, it on. No, we can't pass it on. So where where do we come up with that money? And I think that that's, that's the thing that we've really got to take a hard look at here, Dylan, is, is that I really truthfully believe we've got a diaspora of young people leaving the farm. Yeah. Maybe more so than ever before who look at it and say, you know what, mom, dad, I don't want to do this. I don't, I don't want to go through what you're going through. As far as that goes, there's somebody from town that wants to buy your farm to build an estate, sell it to them and just live, <laughs> live the rest of your life in comfort. Yeah. But you know, that is not the reason that we farm. We farm so that the next generation can take it over. So it's better. So it's more profitable. So it's sustainable. We don't, we don't want to sell out to the big money from town, but honestly, yeah. They're coming out to the farm country and they're buying up this land at a rate that we can't compete with. Yeah. Yeah. And that puts all kinds of different pressures that people don't see from the road on a family, on a farm. Um, it, the, the situation is very, very challenging. I, I appreciate that there are folks in Olympia like yourself who see this, who have experienced it themselves um, to be able to pass this on and and make people know that this is real. This isn't just a political talking point. This isn't just a, a game that the big, powerful agriculture interests are playing because it doesn't work that way. Agriculture farming in Washington State is a community uh, much more than it is just an industry as a monolith. Um, and we need folks to recognize that, again, this isn't bluster. This isn't hyperbole. This is a, a crisis that we're facing as a state. And if you, you know, you talk about the food system, it's trendy to talk about the food system. If you really do care about the food system, you need to pay attention and believe what the farming community is saying. Otherwise, we're going to see uh, that system that we have now uh, begin to, to collapse here in Washington State, and we're going to become um, largely, if not entirely, reliant on food from elsewhere. Um, if, uh, anything of any quantity, anyway, and and we certainly can't uh, survive as a state of just you know a small number of hobby farms. We need significant agriculture production here. It's I mean, it's crazy to me sometimes the the short shrift that I think agriculture does. It's 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 number two in the state, right? Yeah, no, that that's exactly right. Uh, people don't understand what an economic driver it is for the state of Washington um, as a whole, uh, as an export, as supporting itself. And and the thing they also don't understand is once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. We don't we don't start it up again because the support services and everything else disappear along with it. Yeah. 
And this is the stakes are high. This is important stuff, folks. Again, State Senator Ron Mazal talking about uh, State Senate Republicans' uh, new agriculture agenda for the upcoming legislative session in early 2024 gets underway in January. It's not far away. They're going to be working on stuff in Olympia, and they've got some really good ideas in my estimation, and hopefully they can get some bipartisan support from the majority party for, for some of these ideas and initiatives. And, and in the process, as you're saying, Senator Mazal, create more awareness of the reality of this situation. Um, we appreciate what you do representing the 10th District and representing agriculture all over Washington State. And we thank you for, for being with us here on the program this morning. Thank you, Dylan, for the opportunity.